It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Auburn Tigers absolutely destroy, destroy the Arkansas Razorbacks. 83-51. to 51. What an incredible way to start SEC play. I'm Zach Blackerby, Daryl Daprich. What a game, my friend. I tell you, it's been a while since a road game like this on the road in the SEC that an Auburn basketball team has emphatically made a statement. This Arkansas team is very, very talented. Bud Walton Arena, make no mistake, in my opinion, outside of Neville, the toughest place to win in the SEC, and by pure numbers, they seat more. Two things come to mind in this game that I just can't get out of my head as far as words. Number one, this team's scary. Scary is uh, this 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 Auburn team. What they just did right now is is better than I thought. I'm not trying Ooh. to be you know over the top with this. I was oh a little goodness. bit conservative with the predictions of what Auburn could do going into SEC play. They yep. far exceeded that. That's a scary. Put the rest of the country, not just conference, on notice type of win. And then you know Zach, you said it in our last basketball pot, uh, po- uh, postcast. Could the depth play a part in the SEC. And yeah, I, think I was it skeptical. Oh, it did. Yeah. It did. It did. One. There's no question. Yep. No question uh, about it. I mean, there was um, early in the game, there was a little bit of a run that Arkansas went on. Outside of that, Auburn was the better team consistently throughout. And in every single possession, there was a little bit of a run that Arkansas had. I think they shaved it to 12, and it's like, uh-oh, here they go. I think they made like two or three shots in a row. And then there was a cha- they found Chaney Johnson under the basket and he got fouled. They didn't call it. And then Arkansas got the ball back. And it's like, oh my goodness, this doesn't feel good. And then Janai Broom goes down there and just yokes it. And it's like, okay, yeah, we're going to be all right. And that was really the only time it ever tilted Arkansas's direction. Everything else was all Auburn all the time for the entire 40 minutes. And it was just never really in doubt in the second half after that, which is. Awesome. What an incredible win for this program. I I absolutely made a, a mental note and documented it on X that, that that point of the game that you're talking about, to me, was the biggest segment. Arkansas had cut it to 11. Minifield was going crazy. And then Auburn comes back down and answers and gets the lead to 19 within two minutes. And to me... That was ball game. That's it. That's the biggest part of the game. You answered their run and extended your lead that happened before the run. I also yeah. think that there was a point in the game where Auburn was shooting 31% from the field, 11% from three, 50% from the free throw line, and had double the amount of fouls Arkansas had and was still up two. I'm like, ooh. And Broom hadn't scored. So I'm thinking, you, you think about all that. And yeah. Auburn's up two on the road. When things start to get get right, Auburn can extend. Now, I didn't think it was gonna they were gonna take their soul and beat them twenty five and make Bud Walton sound like a Walmart parking lot. But you know that's the thing. And and then Auburn again when they were down, um, I think eight after a really big run from Arkansas early in the game, and Bruce Pearl called a timeout and put that second wave in. Chad Baker Mazzara hit the next seven points for Auburn coming out of that timeout. Cut it to one. 
those types of things are just invaluable when a basketball team can answer like that with its bench. Chad Baker Mazzara. We could just say Chad Baker Mazzara over and over and over again. I think all I think the Auburn fans watching would be okay with it. 16 points, five of nine shooting, um, had a tech, which that time of the game it was it felt like a bigger deal than it actually probably was in hindsight. But uh, it's just this guy continues to get better and better and better. And if if you knew nothing about either of these two teams and you sat down to watch this, you're like, number 10 is the best player on the floor. And if that happens consistently throughout SEC play, watch out. You look at the 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 talent that Arkansas has, a guy from Houston, it's a transfer, you know, Debo Davis that was the guy that dunked at the end of the game. He does something stupid and gets sat down for the rest of the game with a technical. And all this five-star transfer talent that that Arkansas has, Auburn is so much more cohesive and connected. And I think, look, it's not just that it's not just that Chad Baker Mazzara got 16. It's not just what he did, it's when he did it. That 16 came at a very, very crucial time of the basketball game. A lot of guys will score in garbage time or they'll score early on and then they disappear. They end up on a milk carton. His 16, when he scored his 16, can't be understated. And we've been saying that now for the last five or six games. Same with Mm -hmm. Broom. He woke up at halftime and chose violence, and his 14 in the second half is what allowed Auburn to just pull away. It's it's when you do it, too. And listen, this team, we talked about falling in love with them and how exciting it is and how much fun. On a Saturday afternoon in Fayetteville, this team absolutely made a statement. Yep, yep. Drop CBM in the chat. Show some love for Chad Baker Mazzara. Trey Donaldson. So we've talked a ton about Dylan Cardwell and the improvement, and he was solid. He was three for three for six points, which if Dylan Cardwell does that every night, we're going to win a lot of games. But Trey Donaldson, man, like we we talk about bringing in Aiden Holloway, McDonald's All-American, has a chance to be one of the better point guards Auburn has ever had. But Trey Donaldson and the development from year one to year two of Trey Donaldson is such an unsung part of this story. And the fact of the matter is, like, if Trey Donaldson needed to be the starting point guard, we would be just fine. The drop-off from one to two is minuscule, if at all, Daryl. And I think there's going to be stretches of the season where Trey may play better than Aiden. And you may say the same thing at some other positions. The drop-off from one to two is minuscule, and in some cases and in some games, there's going to be guys that play better coming off the bench than the guys that start. Trey Donaldson was... Really, really rock solid on both sides of the floor. And this shellacking Mm. against Arkansas. How many did he end up with? Because you've got it right there. How many points did Trey end up with? Eight? Uh, Eleven. He was five six. He made his only three that he took. He was absolute nails. He also came on the floor after that timeout that Bruce Pearl called and was the point guard. And I made a mental note. Let's see what happens now. Because Aiden was struggling early. And Trey Donaldson comes in down with Auburn down eight after the timeout, and look yeah. what happened. I mean, that's a luxury. Darryl, you just can't. Darryl, it's Darryl, amazing. Let, let me let me tell you this stat: Trey played twenty minutes, which was what most of the starters got. Right, uh, Jalen and Janai got twenty five. Everybody else got twenty or less. In his twenty minutes, his plus minus was plus thirty one. Auburn see, was thirty one <laughs> points better. That, the night when Trey Donaldson was on the floor. 
You can't. That's you know sometimes stats Insane. don't. Sometimes stats don't tell the whole story. That is a novel. You talk about it's not a short story. It's not an essay. That's a novel. That right there. That stat is so telling about when one player, especially your point guard, you're yeah. a plus thirty one. You could be playing anybody and be down 15 and still win 16 when he comes. That's amazing. I mean, that's a very underrated stat, and it tells a huge tale, in my opinion. It's insane. It's insane. Drop your player of the game in the in the live chat. I think we'll get a lot of Trey. I think we'll get a lot of Chad Baker-Mazar. I think we'll get a lot of Janai Broom. But, dude, the Jalen Williams special continues, Daryl. The quietest five for nine of 11 points. And it's just like, we can make this case for all of these guys. It was like, they did mm -hmm. what they did was solid. What they did was solid and, and quiet and effective. And that's how this team is just going to wear other folks down. Arkansas couldn't handle it. And, and I mean, they're just going to be the first in a long line of SEC teams. that are going to have trouble with this, but Jalen Williams, a quiet 11 points on the day. Yeah. A, a quiet 11. But I remember when he hit those shots, I would say, Oh, that's a big shot. Oh, that was a good answer. Oh, yeah. Auburn really needed that. And that's, he's got a, a knack now it's in his DNA where he just kind of has a sense. Same with Cardwell coming off the bench when broom was struggling and gives you six, but it's the kind of six that he gave you three dunks had some great rebounds where he blocked out blue hair and the other guy, the big tall guy. Uh, I couldn't think Graham and then uh, the other number 15 for, for Arkansas that are big, tall, physical guys. You know, Jimmy Dykes made a great point at the broadcast. He said, Arkansas is not a very physical basketball team. And uh -huh. they absolutely got man. I mean, I didn't, you know, I, I, th I think of them as physical, maybe because they play a little dirty, but Auburn just absolutely took their manhood on the boards. I mean, look at Auburn's rebounding differential. The defense, I mean, defense will trap. As, as, as excited we as we are about some of the offensive outputs of this game and the uh, diversity from a scoring and a depth standpoint, Auburn absolutely locked them down. And when you go on the road and the SEC defense travels, and you ain't going to play for Bruce Pearl unless you, that's what happened with Holloway. Some of our listeners and viewers were wondering what happened with Aiden Holloway last game when Bruce sat him down. He wasn't guarding to the level of a Bruce Pearl's expectations. So we yeah. sat him. Think about Trey Donaldson and Chad Baker-Mazzaro, though, when you go back to this and their unselfishness. They know they can start in a lot of places. We keep talking about this, and yet they come off the bench and smile. And I'm mm -hmm. still waiting for that moment that Auburn puts Holloway and Donaldson in the game at the same time late in the game for ball-handling reasons. That's yeah, another and, option. And we know that they can. We've seen it. We know that they can do that. Uh, I'm just seeing the stat. They probably talked about it on the TV broadcast, but I had to run upstairs and, and set up the live stream. But this is the largest home margin of defeat in the history of Bud Walton. Is that right? Wow. I mean, I, I can't this imagine. The previous largest was a home comp. The home loss in conference play was 15 points. That was the and what was the 25 final? Was a 25 point spread? Because we no, went. It was, it was 32. Oh, see, I, we, because the, we jumped on and we were talking 80, when there was yeah, a little 80, bit of time left. Yeah, 80, 83 yeah. to 51. I mean, that's insane. Yeah, that's just, that has I mean, to be. We watched some historic stuff happen just now. To a team that had nine wins, went out and got a bunch of high, high star recruits and got three dudes in the transfer portal that everybody wanted, including yeah. that kid from Washington. You know, uh -huh. that kid can shoot it. Uh, and then the Marks kid from Houston. I, 
they're not guarding. I'll tell you that much. Arkansas has got a really good offensive basketball team and Auburn held them to what their lowest point total was, but Arkansas just can't defend. They're going to be in trouble in the conference if they can't guard, if, you know, and they can't guard anybody right now. They just struggle. So, yeah. And I, I don't know. I still think Arkansas is decent. Like, I don't think they're bad, but they are losing big games consistently. And so that's something they're going to have to figure out. But the fact that they went on the road and did all of this, it's just another underrated game plan. Little nugget about this that people seem to forget is Minifield, the, the, the transfer from Washington makes that team go. Auburn already played him and knew what he was all about last year. They, they didn't have to worry about tape. They played him for, for 40 minutes and knew his tendencies, knew we went left, knew we went right, when he came off a screen to shoot. So they really had a good feel for him. And he got his points, but they didn't let him beat them because they already were really familiar with his game, having seen him up close and personal last year. All right, I'm being corrected in the live chat. So, and actually not corrected, I think he's adding information. So the, the previous largest loss in conference play was 15. That's now 32. The previous overall said the largest margin was 30, and that is now 32. Thanks. To your and there were some bad Arkansas basketball teams before Musselman got there. Remember, they went through that spell mm -hmm. for a year or two. In fact, it was the last time Auburn went to Bud Walton. It was Musselman's first year, but they weren't that they weren't very very good. And Auburn beat them. What five years ago was the last time? I guess it was. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, but not this, like this. Oh my God, not like no. This. I mean, this this feels a little bit like the USC game in the sense of these the guys that you're playing are really talented, but you know, you you still they still didn't really have an answer for Auburn. And I think Arkansas is talented. They just clearly didn't and you're have playing an them, and they're yeah, playing and, and you're you playing the them at their home. Totally, yeah, totally. I mean, look, you know, we we talked about answering some questions when the season started. Auburn still hasn't doesn't know what it feels like to play a close game. That's right. <laughs> that was, I mean, that's still unbelievable. I mean, I'm just shocked. I've seen a lot in in this Auburn basketball magical journey under Bruce Pearl. Uh, never, I, I did not have this on my bingo card. Did I think Auburn could win in Fayetteville? Absolutely. But I didn't see it coming this easily. I mean, this game was over with about 14 minutes left to go. Over. Yeah. One of, uh, I mean, one of my, one of my buddies is here. He was downstairs watching it and, at halftime, it was it was like tennis at the half, something like that. And then we were like, "Man, it'd be so nice if we just could run away with it and win by 18. And it's like, "No, no, no, not eighteen, yeah. not twenty, but thirty-two, thirty-two. So uh, it's a seven-point lead at the half. So I mean, just uh, yeah, thirty-seven, thirty. And I heard from Ferg, who was tweeting out at halftime. I was getting a little concerned that the Arkansas scoreboard operator at halftime took two points off the board. And had 35 there. I was like, okay, we're gonna get we're gonna get razor backed here in Fayetteville. But then when we came out, it was the correct score. So yeah, you just never know. You gotta watch them hogs, man. Uh that's right. That's right. Walmart wants to come in and take things. Um yeah. Janai Broom, it's been so nice to see guys that had hype around them and hype built of like folks just coming in and actually like living up to expectation. Because, I mean, how many times has that happened, both in basketball and football? I mean, and just, you know, in athletics in general, it's a part of it. But just to see these guys that we were so excited uh, excited for and then the surprises that came with it. I mean, I think Dylan Cardwell has been a surprise. I think Trey Donaldson has been a surprise. 
think Aiden Holloway, for the most part, has lived up to the billing. Janai Broom has lived up to the billing. Uh, Jalen Williams has somehow gotten better, uh, despite, you know, already kind of taking several strides forward regarding development. Chad Baker Mazzara is living up to the hype, and I think exceeding it to some extent. Denver oh, yeah. Jones has lived up to it in, in, in moments where he's needed to. This is just a team that's living up to like what we thought that they could be and exceeding it. And it's just nice to see that happen in an Auburn jersey. You could make the argument that Bruce Pearl is getting everything, every ounce of potential ability out of every one of his players. The only one I think there's a little bit more ceiling for, and I think it's coming, is Denver, Denver Jones. Denver, yeah, yeah, I think I think we're going to look back a month from now and go, wow, this this cat's really improved, and he's starting to – I think that's coming. And had he not gotten absolutely assaulted on a layup attempt and hurt his tailbone a little bit, I think he probably – you know, now he hit a big three from the corner in the dagger. second half. It, it was, was a dagger. dagger. Yeah. Yeah, and so – you know, and he he made one of two. And again, too, the only thing, you know, you look at certain things, coaching uh, opportunities. Bruce Pearl will tell his team there is not one thing. This was a flawless performance. But in a close game, your technical fouls could get us in trouble. Keep your mouth shut and quit with the yap in a little bit. That, that's got to get cleaned up. I know that people say, well, trash talk's a part of the game. It's not when, the, when a Doug Shouse officiated crew will not allow you to say a word you got to know that going in, and both Trey and Chad got you know a little bit got chirpy. You can't you got to clean that up in a close game. It could hurt you. Yeah, I do think there's some kind of like confidence that comes in that that doesn't show up in the form of a stat, where it's like okay, my guy Chad is going to wreck somebody if he absolutely has to. Like I, I think there's some kind of swag and confidence that come along with that. So like I didn't hate it. I didn't mind it. Especially when he missed one of the, the free they missed throws. both they missed yeah they missed two of four on that so that was good they both of them but I you know and this could be a generational thing brother I mean I understand I you know it's just a I think too go back to when Debo Davis pushed him out of anger maybe yeah. that's a residual if, if, effect of Chad getting in his ear a little bit and frustrating him and so he turns around and draws the technical foul on him yeah I'm not a banker but. I think that's called inflation or interest yeah. where uh, <laughs> yes, you make interest. a deposit and, and it grows a little bit. So we'll, uh, we'll, yeah. we'll see. And, and I think that's going to happen. I mean, we've talked about this before, like Chad Baker, Mazar, like I love that he plays for Auburn, but if I was yeah. rooting against him, I think I would, like I, I would not You'd hate him. cheer for that. You'd and, hate and it's like, yeah. good. I'm glad he's on our team. That, Cause that, well, one thing you're going to know, right. Yeah. One thing that I love that you're going to know is guys like him make Auburn not soft. Almer's not soft. I mean, you're going to have to tape your ankles and lace them up when you play Auburn because we're they're definitely hard nosed and not a soft. And I love that. I love that aspect that there's some hard nosed dudes on this team. Mm -hmm. I'm with you, man, because that was kind of um, that was like Chris Moore's role, right? Um, where he yeah, was the kind of I, guy who's like, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna be the enforcer. I'm gonna be the guy that if like if it goes down. We want Chris Moore at the front. And now you've got several of those guys. Chris Moore, I think Trey Donaldson, obviously Chad Baker, Mazzara. You put KD in that conversation. Cardwell is definitely lunch bucket and hard hat too. Like, okay. like let me put yeah, you this sure. way. Yeah. When you come inside uh, uh, against Auburn, there is a presence where Dylan Cardwell announces his, his uh, 
intentions and announces his presence. And that's, that's hard nose. You, mm-hmm. you know, it, you know, it, you, you, you're not coming in there and bringing that in soft. He's going to make you pay for it. And I love that aspect of it. They are definitely a physical, not soft basketball team. Mm-hmm. No question. And you need that on the road. You need that on the road. Cause you don't wilt. And Auburn did not in a toughest environment to play in the SEC that Auburn will go to, period. They absolutely did not wilt. That speaks volumes about the mental toughness of this team. It's impossible to predict what I'm about to ask you, but I'm going to do it anyway. How far up does Auburn move in the polls now? Yeah. They barely made it, right? 25th. And... It's going to be so easy now for voters to say, well, Arkansas is not that good. That's what will happen because that's that's the way we get vote. Auburn gets voted, it seems like. Some of the guys that don't watch games. I think the fact that this was a a 2 p.m. Eastern tip on ESPN2, more people saw it than if it was on the SEC network because some some parts of the country don't get the S. So I'm predicting they go to 17. That's a huge jump. They have two wins. They have a win against now Arkansas's reputation. Say the other one yes, real quick. The, the pen. Pen. The Quakers. Arkansas's reputation precedes itself sometimes with muscle man and two Elite Eight performances <laughs> and that place being so hard to win. That and bless you. That Thank um you. that 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 reputation precedes them. So Auburn will get a couple of bonus points for where it happened. If that game would have happened in Neville. Auburn may go two spots, three spots at the mm-hmm. most. But the fact it was in Bud Walton and they get kind of an overinflated, which it, it, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's absolutely warranted. Um, that'll get Auburn up another five or six spots, I think. Yeah. I don't think they'll jump us up that high. I think that's where they deserve to be. I don't think it's what'll actually happen. But I just don't believe there are 15 teams better than Auburn right now. I don't either. I mean, my I don't gosh. know how you can watch this team over the last month and think that, but <clears throat> these. I, Let me ask you this: these, I think a lot of these voters aren't watching the team. Is probably here's the a way to put this in perspective. If I was to ask you right now, who's a better basketball team on a neutral floor, Florida or Arkansas? You'd probably struggle answering that, or maybe you'd say Arkansas. What would you say? It'd be tough for me to answer that. They're really close. I'd okay, probably say where, Florida. I'd probably say where, Florida. Okay, where do you think is a tougher place to win? The O'Connell Center in Florida or Bud Walton? Bud Walton. History says Then that. why? Then why should Auburn not be considered so much head and shoulders above everyone in the SEC after this win when Kentucky, who's considered the gold standard, struggles in overtime to win by three at Florida? See, that's yeah, where I'm saying I, I comparing. Think, I think Kentucky has more quality wins than Auburn. I think beating Miami and beating North Carolina is huge, and Kentucky has that. Auburn's best wins are now this one and then a neutral site win in Atlanta against Indiana. Those are the best two wins Auburn has right now. And that's why it's so beautiful that in college basketball, that kind of argument will be kind of determined at Neville when Kentucky comes. That's right. That's right. Okay, so Auburn starts 1-0 and in SEC play. They're 12-2 and on the season. Is that right? 12-2? and Yes, 12-2. and Yeah, that's right. Next five. Let's play this game again. Drop Auburn's record over the next five games. Texas A&M. They host Texas A&M on Tuesday. They host LSU on Saturday. They go to Vandy next Wednesday. 
They host Ole Miss the following Saturday. It's a 7.30 tip. That's going to be insane. And then Alabama Wednesday night at 6.30. So A&M, LSU, Vandy on the road, Ole Miss, and then Alabama. What What's Auburn's record? I'm saying five and one, and I can't predict which one will be the one. It could be four, four one of one. three. Four and I'm one. Sorry, four and one. Yeah, I just went earnest on that, didn't I? Um, well, so far, I think I think it's okay if we count Ernest. <laughs> Ernest, there. Win. I think. Yeah. I think this is what Ernest knew. Ernest knew, and he predicted it. Hashtag Ernest knows. That's the new. But yeah, I say four and one, and I can't figure out which will be the one. Um, that Auburn drops. Is it a I mean, Memorial the, Coliseum voodoo thing at Vanderbilt? Who knows? Uh, but I say I mean, the most one. likely one is Tuscaloosa. But man, I'll tell you right now, if you go to game time, uh, use the game time app when you buy tickets, but you can get in there and get a seat for like 20 bucks right now. Go ahead and buy it. I mean, and you're seeing this movement of Auburn fans go ahead and gobbling up those tickets. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of Auburn fans at that game. Yeah, there needs to be, and I think obviously the next five for Alabama will dictate that as well. And if Auburn runs the table before they go to Coleman and ends up being a top 10 basketball team going in there, that might incite more Alabama fans to go out and watch the game. Or if Alabama gets on a little run and goes 5-0 and and they crack the top 25 as well. So there's a lot to be said as to how the – you know, the, the, the makeup of that arena will look because of what can, what's going to happen. You know, I just, I've watched basketball for a very long time in the sec. Very going to ve- very long. I mean, you've yeah, watched it you. for like for a long time. Thank you. My son. You're welcome. I think that Memorial Coliseum or Memorial gymnasium at Vanderbilt, just something about that place is like voodoo. I mean, Auburn yeah. barely, very rarely wins there, even right. when they're the better team. So that might be the one. I don't know. Auburn has more success in Coleman Coliseum than they do Memorial Gymnasium. So that could be the one. I, I cannot wait for the Texas a because of what happened last year and the whole buzz thing. That Texas A&M game is going to be a lot of fun at home at Neville coming off this win. I mean, you watched a lot of basketball before the three-point line was around, right? Sure. And you know what? You can joke about that, but that's absolutely true. I did because it didn't come into effect till 1985. You and I was seven. Like played with rocks, right? No, that's not true. And don't the okay. yeah, and not shooting underhand free throws. But I did watch and play a lot of basketball without a three point line because it didn't come into effect till I think '86, and that was the year I graduated, dude. So yeah, it's crazy how much older you. Shot are. clock was different. I mean, there was a lot of different things that I saw as a a young sure. dap running yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, all right, so the next game, they host Texas A&M, and this is a team that kind of seems like it's underperformed to some extent so far this year, um, but we've talked about it before. Bruce Pearl's kind of not been great against Texas A&M since he's been here. Yeah, there was a win where Auburn was, I think, the first time they got their number one ranking in the country uh, after beating Kentucky. Texas A&M came to town, and Auburn thumped them pretty good in 2022. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just a coaching matchup. Certain coaches have your number. I know that, in my opinion, Bruce Pearl has Rick Barnes, an API guy. That's terrible. That hurts. That really, <laughs> that really an hurts. API no, guy. Oh, not, my goodness. I, I'm not. I, that Not that old. But, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Alabama Polytechnic. You, uh, you can't spell Daffridge without API. Without AP. That's true. Without Daffridge. That's, a, that's another good one. Um, 
But yeah, you know, I think Bruce Pearl has Rick Barnes' number a little bit. So that's kind of like how Buzz has has Alberts uh, or has Bruce Pearl. So it'll be interesting. I think that that narrative could come to rest though uh, Tuesday night. Yeah, I think so too, man. Like other than Kentucky, they're and I think Auburn's better than Kentucky right now. I think, but as far as just looking at all the other teams in the SEC right now, and obviously I don't watch, I watch Auburn and Kentucky more than all the other teams, but from what I can tell, I, I mean, I think Auburn, Auburn's a top three team in the SEC when this is all said and done. I think Tennessee, Auburn, and Kentucky right now, your top three. I think Tennessee's that's really good. Tier. I think yeah, that's your that's top, your top tier. tier. And then I think there's a drop. I think there's a drop right now from three to four. I think and you Arkansas look at like, can, can move yeah. up. I think I think Arkansas is in that next tier still, despite them getting destroyed. Today. Alabama. I think, Al- I think Alabama's in that top tier. I think Florida Ole Miss, is in that next tier. And Ole Miss until they show who they truly are by playing somebody, because I still think they're fool's gold. I, and look I'm at with you, man. Mississippi State losing to South Carolina today. I mean, Mississippi Ooh. State was a good basketball team last year. Now, they didn't make the tournament. They were NIT, but they were right there. South Carolina was horrible last year, and they just beat Mississippi State. Yeah, uh, Alabama plays, plays Vanderbilt. Ole Miss plays in Knoxville later today. That game starts at five. I think it's that's five, when reality five. hits in. Yeah, and that's uh, maybe. I mean, we're gonna learn. I think we're gonna learn a lot about both of those teams for sure, for sure. But I yeah. think you can make the case it's best for Auburn if Ole Miss wins that game. I want Ole Miss undefeated when they come to Neville. I guess I don't. It doesn't hurt my heart. I, I get tired of the old Miss narrative. I, I, if they lost every one of the rest of their games, it wouldn't. I don't care if they come you know, in. I'm okay with that too. I'm okay. With yeah, that. if they come into Auburn, a wounded duck that's lost three in a row, wouldn't. I'm still going to sleep my nine hours. Uh, that's right. That's right. All right, we got people buying tickets to the Bammer game. I love that. Good. We're proud of you. Good job. Proud of you. I Do hope it. You use use the game time app. Use promo code Locked On College. When you make that free account, you'll get twenty dollars off. Or no, it's just locked on now. L O C K E D O N. Use that, get twenty bucks off your tickets. But the depth is crazy, the length is crazy. This is the ability, the athletic ability of this roster from one to ten is insane. And this is going to be fun. We're going to do this after every single game moving forward. It's going to be a blast, folks. This was a statement game. Make no mistake about it. Auburn put itself on notice for not only the rest of the conference, but I think nationally as well. And, and and hopefully we'll see that reflected in the polls Monday. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. All right. Uh, any questions or takes or, or anything as uh, we, we'll, we'll stay live for a few more minutes um, just to kind of bask in victory. But man. yeah, these are the fun ones to stay live, right? You want to just oh, to glow. We've done a lot of these that weren't fun. We've done a lot of these oh, that were painful. Yeah. <laughs> You were very hurtful. Let's, let's, let's go a little long for some of these fun ones. Why don't we? Um, I uh, oh, okay, here we go. Brad's asking. Uh, he's asking the same question to Daryl that he asked after the Baylor game. I remember Brad doing this. Daryl, I asked you after the Baylor game, Auburn's win total for the year, and you said twenty-two. Same prediction. Nope, twenty-four. So that'd be game like this. Seven. A game like this that I had penciled Auburn in to lose when you win it. You adjust. It's an, you know, and so, yeah, good question, Brad. I, I think Auburn gets into the 24, 25 range. I really do. What does that put you in the tournament? Is that a three seed? Possibly. Yeah. Three, at the very least, a, a, a four, uh, winning 25 games, probably a, a low two, high three, depending on. See, Auburn's net is very good. And their net today, after today, gets a significant boost. 
This is a quad one, and it's a good quad one. So uh, their net will only get better. Yeah. Um, a lot of football questions. We're going to keep this just to basketball today. All right, Kevin's asking, is this the deepest team that you can remember in the NCAA in a while? It's the deepest Auburn team, for sure. I don't know if I have the authority to say on the in the NCAA, but it's certainly the deepest Auburn team. Keep in mind, too, Kevin, that most coaches, when conference play starts, and I watched a lot of basketball today, watched different games with different conferences, really shrunk their bench and went to eight or nine. Eight, eight at the eight was the mean, nine was the most. Auburn played eleven mm-hmm. today because even our friend Leor got in to the game and had some minutes. So he, uh, Bruce Pearl, did not shrink his bench to start the season in the SEC on the road against Arkansas. Let that resonate for a moment. Yeah, he still I, went with the same. Yeah, I think most people stayed around what their like average minutes are. Chad Baker may think, have been a little higher. And he'll get more of Chris Moore's minutes. I, I think that'll happen. Chris Chris Moore will probably still start, but I think you'll see Chad Baker Mazzaro get in the game earlier and stay in for longer stretches. I think it I think when we look at the next month or so, you'll see those minutes, uh, maybe a plus three, plus four for Chad and a minus three, minus four for Chris Moore. I think that's you'll see that flop a little bit. Yeah, just I mean, just looking at it, Aiden Holloway and Trey Donaldson, both were it'll split 2020. Which I, I think it that. should be. I love it. I too. love that. Yeah. I love it too. Yep. Jalen Williams, 25, and Chaney Johnson, 15. I, yeah. I like and that. Chaney Johnson is not going to cut into Jalen Williams' minutes. You know, we thought that that might happen at the beginning of the year, both playing mm-hmm. the four position. No. Yeah. Jalen Williams is the guy, and he's the second to, to you know, he's, he's absolutely a nice little riding buddy to Janai Broom down there in the front court. And so he's going to keep his minutes. Yeah. Janai Broom, uh, 25 minutes. You love that. Chris Moore, 14 minutes. Chad Baker, 21 minutes. Like, How many did uh, Dylan have? 14. Yeah, that's good. You're, you're okay with that. I think it's about right. I think it's yeah. about right. I'm, I'm really liking how this is. this rotation's coming together. Now, does it change when you're not destroying another team? Like when it's six minutes left to go and it's a three-point game, which that will happen, how does that impact it? And so, I mean, this, like, really, the way Bruce managed this wasn't much different than the way he's needed to manage other games that we've just destroyed the other team. I don't think it'll change because I think to even be in the game and be up late close, you're going to need your depth and you're going to need to still play your bench. But what will happen was metrics and things that everyone goes to in all different sports, they'll look and say, okay, What's my best plus minus differential? Who's on the floor during that time? Mm-hmm. So you may see a Trey Donaldson in the game late as opposed to Aiden Holloway because we know that he was like a plus 31. If you take that over the whole season, take your best five. Uh, now, you may you may throw that out if you know Broom's not in that top five with plus minus. You know you got to have him on the floor. But that's what you'll see. You'll see the people. Cheney Johnson probably won't be on the floor, but a Chad Baker Mazzara might be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's how you determine that metrics. Have analytics. you seen? Have you seen the stat regarding bench points? I saw at one point it was like thirty-one to five. I don't know how it finished. It's pretty lopsided, forty-six to nine. That's unbelievable. That 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 is 
It's like, did we you play an SEC team today? Like, that's really yeah, what you, I'm asking myself. Like, this doesn't seem much different than when we played Alabama State a few weeks well, ago. On the road, too. I mean, and now look, obviously yeah. that's the high point. But if you just take that back to the mean, take it back to a level watermark, let's say you just go minus 12, plus 12 each direction, you're still outscoring a bench double digits. Mm-hmm. You will win a buttload of basketball games having double-digit differential in bench, you know, plus minus. It's 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 crazy, but you know that's what he is he envisioned when he built this roster. Um, I also love Daryl that it seemed like early on Arkansas's defense was really scrappy, like they they were really really aggressive, and there wasn't a whole lot of space on Auburn for Auburn to run any kind of what they wanted to do on offense. And in the past, we would see Auburn teams just say, "Okay, let's just start shooting deep threes and see what Mm -hmm. happens." And they like ran legitimate offense. Still, they they had guys they moving off ball. They were passing it all over the place, and it's just like okay, they're like they're trusting the offense. And then they would find a crease, and somebody would drive the basket or pass it down low, and and they would get some points in the paint. Like it just it feels different. This feels like a team different team than the one we've watched for the last two or three years. I mean, even Very. the SEC, the SEC championship team with Jabari and Walker would do that. If they couldn't get anything going, they just started chunking up threes, and fortunately it worked. Uh, Very underrated point yeah. because with the, they, they ran their offense, and what they did, they ran Chad Baker-Mazzara to the corner on the other side because he's left-handed, and it created great lanes. They didn't just panic and start coming down and taking quick shots. And I think the other thing you saw, you know, you talked about how Arkansas guarded early. Auburn took their soul a little bit to where they started matadoring defensively there were open lanes open runouts I watched 15 for Arkansas stand at half court and literally let Holloway blow right by him Mm -hmm. Auburn had a lot of easy looks in the second half and Jimmy Dykes said it he said Arkansas is not pushing back right now so defensively now is that fatigue is that emotional distress because Auburn was taken I don't know but they quit guarding in the second half like they did in the first half Mm mm-hmm Auburn is fifth in Ken Palm now. Thank you, Ford Stokes, for sending me that. That's incredible. Good gosh. I mean, think about that. What were they going into the game? 11th? Uh, There's something like that. I'm not. Bothered. Yeah. I mean, that's a big leap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. That was an understatement, right? That was it's a quantum leap for some of our olds out there watching. Uh, Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, you need to tell more of your API stories someday soon. Guys, well, thank you a good TV show. There you go. Thank y'all so much for watching. Please like this video. Please click subscribe. Really, really would appreciate it. We're going to do this. Um, we'll do this after every Auburn basketball game for the rest of the season. So be sure to not miss one. So we'll be back Tuesday when Auburn hosts Texas A&M. That is an 8 o'clock tip, unfortunately. But we'll be live at a little after 10 o'clock whenever that game ends so uh daryl how can people check out everything that you've got going on love interacting on x dap 6410 i'll be on monday morning with our good friend ben taylor and then with you tuesday and on the auburn network tuesday afternoon as well yes and everyone that's watching boog just let's let's just boog be in a good mood for the rest of the day we'll see y'all uh we'll see you on the podcast um monday morning until then this has been locked on auburn NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need 
to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.